So hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 158 of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. So today we are going to dive into a conversation of what it would be like if we believed that our body wasn't actually a problem. And this kind of runs completely counter to the way that we've been sold information about our body forever, really. Uh, So we're going to dive into what that might look like and what we can do instead of aiming to fix our body or fix ourselves. So stay tuned for that right after this. Hi, and welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. As I said, we're going to talk today about what it would feel like or what it would be like or what it would look like to believe that our body isn't a problem. Now, this is something that we talk about on this podcast a lot. Um, And, you know, I just like to bring you new ways of thinking about it, maybe new examples. Um, And I'm thinking about this at the moment because I'm in the midst of putting together the Low Back Love course, which is going to be an eight-week program. Um, to help you nut through low back pain and have a huge number of tools and things that you can draw upon to actually feel like you have some way of managing that uh, that doesn't simply rely on somebody else doing something to your body. Uh, That's not to say that there isn't a place for manual treatment and for being kind of helped along in that process. Of course not. Um, But that's what's got me thinking about this again or still or through this lens, because the premise of the program really is this idea that like, what if your body wasn't a problem? What if we started there? How would that change both how we looked at ourselves and how we treated ourselves? Because we've been 100% sold a version of reality that suggests that there is just a lot wrong with us that there is a lot of stuff that needs to be fixed, that there is a lot of stuff that if we pay enough money, if we're just good enough, if we're just, you know, controlled enough, we can solve, we can fix. A lot of it has to do with making ourselves smaller, making ourselves into some, um, you know, idealized version of what a human body, you know, quote unquote, should look like. And, One thing you'll never really hear me talk about is aesthetics because it is just not part of what I do. And we're going to talk about today what, yeah, how, how would it change? How would it change things for you if you didn't think of your body as a problem? If you didn't think of yourself as a problem, how would it change how you felt and what you did with that information? Because here's the thing, your body isn't a problem. Your body is not a problem. And yet the messaging suggests that it is. And so it's a very confusing space to be in. (laughs) We're being told it's a problem. We feel like it's a problem as a result of being told that it's a problem. And maybe we're experiencing things that, you know, set off alarm bells for ourselves like pain. We are like, okay, you're listening to this and you say, well, Erica, but I'm in pain. That's a problem. And I agree. Being in pain is problematic because it's uncomfortable, but it still doesn't mean your body is a problem. 
And the reason that I say that is because I think we forget that our body is, you know, a living thing that is our constant home that is communicating with us all the time. And one of the methods of communication is sensation and what we feel. And when we're in pain, pain is a phenomenally complicated topic. Uh, So we won't dive super deeply into that today. But the causes of pain are sort of multifactorial. It's not true that uh, pain is just a product of injury or even that pain in a certain part of our body is a product of, you know, injury at that part of our body. There is a lot of complicated stuff that goes into pain science. But the truth of the matter is that when we are feeling something in our body, our body is communicating with us. And we have learned to ignore it. We've learned to push through it. We've learned to sort of try to hide it. You know, I'm I'm not immune to this at all. And, and I'm not suggesting that we don't do those things either, right? So I take Panadol. I take um, painkillers if I have a headache or whatever. So it's not about demonizing those things, but it's also about recognizing that if we behaved the way we do towards our body with like our best friend or our child or our partner um, or our boss, right? And we just kind of ignored everything that they tried to tell us. We would have some relationship issues on our hands because we would, that, that other person would be like, you never listen to me. You never listen. I never felt, I never feel heard. I never feel seen. I feel ignored, blah, 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 blah. And ultimately, this is what we're doing to our body. We're saying, ah, don't care to hear what you have to say to me today. I am going to ignore you. I am going to make you wrong. I'm going to, you know, do everything in my power to just make the situation disappear. And so what happens if we start with the premise that our body isn't doing anything wrong, that our body is actually doing exactly what it's meant to do, exactly how it's intended to operate? How does that change things? And we're going to talk about this through the lens of pain, because I think that pain is a, um, you know, it's a very real reality. A very real reality is one of those words redundant. Uh, It's a very real situation in the sense that, you know, probably anyone who's listening, myself included, has pain at some level, at some point in their lives uh, that is perceived as their body ultimately like revolting against them and breaking down and doing all the things that it's not supposed to do. And I'm not suggesting in saying that your body's not a problem, I'm not suggesting that there's never going to be things that you would like to have be different, right? But the way that we get to change, the way that we sort of move towards a different reality isn't through hating it. It's not through punishing our body. It's not through assuming that it is a problem. I wouldn't want you to treat me like that, right? Like I often think about this if I personified my body into another human. I would not want to be treated like that. I would not want you to assume the worst of me. I would not want you to assume that I was just out to get you when I was trying to get your attention. I wouldn't want that, right? If we were friends... And we are, right? Like, I wouldn't want that. And so 
it starts to maybe help shed some light on the fact that if, you know, we are in relationship with ourselves, right? Like we are in relationships with ourselves and there's no escaping that. It's the longest relationship you're ever going to have. And so how do you want to be in relationship with yourself? And I don't say this to induce guilt. This is not the point, right? So if you find yourself slipping into guilt, I really encourage you to just sort of slip back into curiosity. It opens up some space for us to just say, okay, what what other ways could I look at myself um, that would make a difference? So, you know, what would it take to believe that your body was working for you, even in the midst of pain? What would it take? And I think that sometimes it takes just a, a clearer understanding of how our body works and a little bit of unlearning around this idea that when things go less than perfectly, that it's our body, you know, falling apart and doing the wrong thing. What if we just saw sensation as a method of communication, your, your body's voice, ultimately? How does that change things? If we had the belief that our body is working for us, that it isn't a problem, then when our body talked to us, we might have some different responses. We might respond through a lens of support. What does my body need to feel supported right now? What does my body need to feel nurtured? What does my body need to feel cared for? What does it need in the way of kindness? What does it need? Can I ask it? And this takes practice. I'm still practicing all the freaking time (laughs) because one thing I feel all the time is tired Um, and I have a hard time resting and it's a, it's a work in progress, right? Um, but I can't make my body wrong for wanting more rest. That doesn't make any sense. My body's not breaking down because it needs more rest, but I'm not doing it any favors by not listening to those requests. Just like if I'm experiencing low back pain, for instance, I'm not doing myself any favors to just assume that my body is being a jerk and just is out to get me and is just breaking down and is just useless. It doesn't give me anywhere to go because it just creates a, a dynamic of uh, enemy, right? Like I can't think of the word. That's not the word I wanted, but it, it creates this sort of enemy relationship within ourselves and that doesn't give us anywhere to go. Because when you're in fight mode, you're not listening. You're just fighting. So if we start with the assumption that, you know, our body is not a problem, it doesn't mean that we, we are in a place where we don't want to change something. So if you're in pain, if you've got low back pain or shoulder pain or chronic headaches or something, right, that you're like, well, you can't tell me that this is not a problem. I'm not trying to tell you it's not the, the the feeling state isn't a problem in the sense of you want it to be different, but your body is not a problem, right? There's, there's a difference between those two things. And if we start from that premise of like, okay, my body's not a problem, but I still want something to be different. Then we get to be in relationship with ourselves. We get to be in communication with ourselves and say, okay, well, what is it that I need? And some of that we're going to be able to offer ourselves. Some of it we may need support for. 
from outside of ourselves. Some of it might be, you know, around learning. Some of it's going to be a heck of a lot of trial and error because often with these things, there is not one answer, which would be so good, wouldn't it? (laughs) Often it would be just like the loveliest thing to be able to be like, okay, well, this is what you're experiencing. Just do this and problem solved. Um, But it doesn't tend to work like that. Even something that worked for you yesterday might not work tomorrow because we are the most complex human beings. We are just so complicated. And if we start from the premise, though, that we're not a problem, then it allows us to be in that gentler kind of relationship with ourselves where we're more open to exploring what it is that we actually need. So I'm just going to just look down at my notes for a second and see if I have um, said what I thought I wanted to say. I want to give you like a bit of a tangible thing that I guess you can do with this because you might be listening and going, okay, I hear you, but how? I don't, I just don't even know how. And I think what I want to suggest is just a, like literally just a moment of mindfulness, a moment of pause to notice how you feel, to notice how you respond to yourself and to just like check in with if you, if you offered yourself that idea that my body is not a problem to be fixed or to be solved, but rather, you know, exists in relationship with me to support, to nurture, to care for, what does it feel like? And can you just do one thing today that plays into that idea? Can you pause for a moment and just ask your body what it needs? You might not hear an answer because you might not yet know how, right? But giving yourself the space to sit with the question. It's a little bit like, you know, when somebody asks you how you are, you might not, or or they ask you how you are and you're like, you know what, I actually don't think I'm okay. And they're like, what do you need? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. But still it feels so good to be heard, right? And so just practicing that little moment of like, can I pause to hear myself? Even if I don't know that there's going to be a response or I kind of don't know how to interpret the response yet because I haven't gotten to that point yet. But noticing, sometimes it will be just something like you're like, I notice that I need, so for me it's often like I notice that I need to pause or rest and I'm like, but also I have so many things to do, so I'm going to ignore that. And I often can feel it. It's not like I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was tired. I didn't know I needed to pause. I know it and I ignore it. So you know, sometimes this is just going to be about being honest with ourselves and not in a way, again, not in a way that induces guilt. It's not about inducing guilt. It's about recognizing that we have more options available to us. We have more choices available to us than we think, because if we're just stuck in this idea of believing that we're just constantly a problem, it just gives us nowhere to go, right? It gives us nowhere to go because we're just constantly in fix-it mode, in adversary mode. And when we are allies with ourselves, when we are in a respectful relationship with ourselves, we get so many more options. And really, this is just about practicing. It's about showing up day after day and asking these questions of ourselves. What do I need? What does my body need? And getting the support that we need if we're like, this is hard. (laughs) And it is hard, right? So, you know, you don't have to do it alone at all. Um, Which, consequently, 
leads me to talk a little bit about the Low Back Love course, which is where I want to end today, is just telling you a little bit more about that. There's a long lead into this process because I don't like to be rushed. Um, (laughs) And so it is kind for me to just take my time uh, building into this program. Um, But it is coming. And the Low Back Love course really is about this stuff. It's about learning to meet ourselves with kindness, learning to fill our toolbox with things that we can do to support ourselves when we are experiencing low back pain or discomfort or tightness, because it can feel very much like you are a victim to your body in those scenarios. And like, I remember back a time where, you know, the only tool really that I felt like I had at my disposal was my body worker. And until I could get to them, there was literally nothing I could do. And that is a very disempowering place to be. As I said at the beginning, this isn't to say that those people don't have a role to play 100%. I love body workers. They are wonderful. But like how cool is it to have tools at your disposal that you can actually use to help yourself so that low back pain, discomfort and tension and tightness and that feeling of like, can I trust my body becomes a not a question, right? Like it doesn't become this, it doesn't rule you, this idea of like, can I trust my body? We know we can trust it and we know how to look after it. We know what to do to create a, uh, a change in how we feel. So in the course, we're going to be doing movement, obviously. Um, we're going to be working through eight weeks of, of movement that kind of builds on itself. Movement that you can use to find ease, movement that you can use to ultimately provide evidence to your body of what you're capable of. And we're going to kind of build that up over time. Um, We're also going to dive a bit into pain science. Um, We're going to talk about the, the way that somatic exercise works to help shift that chronic tension and pain. Um, And we're going to talk about the breath. We're going to just do a whole bunch of deep diving into how to care for that part of our body um, in a way that isn't full of fear. Because there's nothing very fun about feeling afraid of how to use your body. So we're going to move out of fear and into feeling like we have um, a lot more insight and a lot more capacity to make a difference to the way that we feel. So the wait list is open for that now. We actually start the course in July Um, But the wait list is open now and the the actual sort of opening of of the doors will happen really soon. Um, But if you're on the wait list, there's zero commitment for getting on the wait list. But it means that when I open the doors, you're going to be the first to find out. And there's going to be an extra sort of special deal for the people that are on the wait list. Um, So if you're listening and you're like, maybe I'm interested, but I need to know more. I need to know cost. I need to know dates, et cetera, et cetera. um, Head to the wait list link. I'm going to put it into the show notes. Um, Put your name down on the list. You do not have to commit. That is not a commitment um, moment. It is just a, hey, I might be interested in hearing more. Um, And yeah, pop yourself on the list so that you can find out more. There's heaps of information already on that waitlist page as well. So all the details pretty much are there. There's a few few little details missing, but most of it's there. Um, so go ahead and add yourself if this is something that you think would be helpful. Um, for that eight weeks, you're going to get heaps of support from me as well. And it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to dive in. And it is the first time I'm running it. So it's going to be 
the cheapest time I'm running it, but it's also going to be a really awesome opportunity for you to help me turn it into something amazing. Um, so there's going to be a pretty high level of support as we sort of work uh, together ultimately um, to help you to help your back. So let's leave it at that. I would love you to reach out and let me know, um, you know, how does this land with you? Do you see your body as a problem or are you kind of at that point of recognizing that your body is working for you, even when it is uncomfortable? (laughs) I would love to hear. And if you've got any things that you do um, to kind of keep reminding yourself of that, I'd love to hear them as well. Uh, Always on the lookout for more tools. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. You'll find me at Erica Webb underscore self kind. You can head over to my website. I've even got like a little chat function over on the website now, which is ericaweb.com.au. And I will talk to you again next week. Keep having a, well, I don't know, keep just being awesome you and keep being kind. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at ericaweb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.